0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another podcast by BNP Baiba, Wealth Management. My name is Charlotte de Capuisson. This week, we will focus on real estate and the outlook for 2023. Amidst the current context and clouded by mixed views on the sector, some of our clients are wondering whether now is a good time to build up their property portfolio by investing in the residential or the commercial segment. In this podcast we will consider whether real estate can still be viewed as a solid long-term investment in the present climate and then we will spotlight the French market and discuss why the French commercial segment is promising. Edmund Shing, Global Chief Investment Officer at BNP Paribas Wealth Management, joins me to discuss which segments can offer opportunities. Edmund, you recently published an interesting paper on the topic In it, you remind clients that real estate is by far the largest asset class worldwide. Can you please give us some numbers to back this up?
1: Yes, Charlotte. So uh, according to Savills, the global real estate agents, The real estate asset class, including both commercial and residential, totals something like $327 trillion as of the end of 2020, which is more than half of all global financial assets worldwide. So much more than stocks, much more than bonds, much more than any other assets. So it's huge. And of course, of that, residential is the largest part. And of course, that just reminds us that for the average household, property in in terms of their own house or flat is by far the largest investment they're ever likely to have
0: so what is the short-term outlook for european real estate
1: well i think the short-term outlook is somewhat tricky shall we say for two obvious reasons firstly we have a weakening economy and so whether you look at residential or in particular commercial property the demand for property is to some extent linked to economic growth So in a context where economic growth is weakening, you would expect the demand also for real estate, at least in the short term, to dip. That's probably what's happening now. And secondly, what probably is the bigger effect is the effect of higher interest rates. So long term interest rates in particular, but also short term interest rates, have moved substantially higher over the last year or two. And that is a headwind typically for real estate because one thing is clear, Nearly everyone who buys real estate depends on some form of debt to finance, at least part of that purchase. When that debt becomes more expensive to finance, clearly that also puts pressure on real estate demand because some people choose not to buy given the more expensive cost of financing.
0: What you're saying is that in the short term, the outlook is mixed. Against this backdrop, shouldn't one steer clear of the real estate sector?
1: Well, I think there are a couple of things we should remember here, Charlotte, when we think about real estate. Firstly, again, depending on who you are and depending on what the use is, it may not be purely an investment. If you think about your own house or flat, for instance, you're living in it. So you are getting use out of it. So you're not buying it just as an investment. In fact, you're, I, think, I would argue you're buying it primarily for more psychological reasons because you're going to get use out of it because you can make it your own environment, which is not necessarily something you can do with a rental property. But even when we think about pure investment in pure investment terms, the commercial real estate segment, even there, we should remember that real estate is a long term asset loss. It's relatively illiquid, particularly if you're buying direct property. There are high transaction costs involved. So again, depending on how you've invested in the real estate sector, I would argue, firstly, it's a long term investment and you should not always be swayed by every little downturn that may occur, because in the long term, real estate has performed well and focus on your investment objectives and think about the cost of transactions. The transaction cost may outweigh any benefit that you may try to derive from timing the market. So the usual answer is don't try to time the market, but instead focus on your long-term objectives and generally you should therefore stay invested.
0: So you've mentioned some real estate segments, namely residential and commercial. In terms of property purchases, how do you see the long-term drivers?
1: Well, we have seen this big reset in financing, which has certainly cooled down certain segments of the real estate market. But I still think for the long term, now that we've had this reset, if we look forward, I think what we can say is that financing is unlikely to get much worse. In fact, to take one example, if you look at 30-year fixed mortgage rates in the US, from their worst point recently of 7% interest rate, they have actually improved quite a bit to coming back down to 6.1%. So, OK, it's still way above the 3% that we had seen for 30-year fixed mortgages a year or two ago. But again, from the worst point recently of 7%, things have improved quite quite substantially. And I would also argue going forwards that central bank interest rates are unlikely to move much more beyond what is already priced. So again, we expect the European Central Bank to raise rates by something over what, just over 1% between now and the middle of the year. The US Federal Reserve is probably only going to move up a half a percent in total from where we are today over the next couple of months. We are approaching the end of these interest rate hiking cycles. And so that, looking forward, should start to stabilise at least the financing outlook for the, for the property markets. And on top of that, I think we should think about economic growth. Yes, of course, it's slowing at the moment, but that's this year. After any slowdown, you typically do eventually see a reacceleration of economic growth trends, which I think we can probably see in 2024 and thereafter. So don't just focus on the near-term outlook for the economy. Think about the longer-term outlook. And I think there we can see a rebound in economic growth expected in the, in the long-term future. And so this, again, for a real estate investor, is something that one should bear in mind.
0: And what is the market context in France?
1: Well, France actually is probably holding up better, bizarrely, than most countries in Europe. And there are a couple of reasons for that. Firstly, if we think about the economic picture, there is a good chance that that France specifically may avoid recession. It may have, okay, have very slow growth, but it may not see negative growth. And one of the reasons for that is a very strong, a surprisingly strong trend in employment. So employment trends remain very strong. In fact, the level of Total employment in in France is at its highest ever level, historically speaking. So that's very strong. So even with a bit of a slowdown, what is interesting is companies seem to be wanting to hold on to their workers, which obviously means people still get paid and are enjoying some form of salary increase, all of which are supportive factors, particularly for residential real estate demand. On top of that, long-term financing, because again, mortgage rates in France are based on long-term interest rates have not gone up in France as much as they've gone up in the rest of Europe. And long-term mortgage rates are typically still under 2% in France compared to nearly 3% in Germany or even higher elsewhere. So in relative terms, the outlook, I think, is pretty solid for French demand. Yes, okay, growth is slowing, but I think we're still in a better position in France compared to many other countries around the world.
0: And a final question, despite today's environment, should one still allocate generally to real estate?
1: Well, I think yes, clearly is the answer. Firstly, you know, we all need to live somewhere from a residential point of view. Remember, it's not purely an investment decision. It's also a psychological decision. So I think that demand doesn't go away, firstly. Secondly, if we're talking about pure investment like in commercial real estate, I still think there are some good attractive long-term characteristics of real estate. For instance, that in the long term, remember, rents rise. So there is some form of long-term hedging against inflation. Maybe it's not perfect, but it it still exists to to some extent. And that is different from something like bonds, for instance, where there is no typically no hedging uh, for inflation. And on top of that, property prices do tend to grow generally in line with nominal economic growth so that it is economic growth plus the inflation element and so we would expect rental growth to be decent over the longer term particularly for certain in-demand segments like healthcare for instance where we see a strong demographic trend we see a lack of supply so there are certain sub-segments of commercial real estate like healthcare which we think uh, remain particularly attractive right now
0: thank you Edmund Shing for sharing your insights today And to our audience out there listening to this podcast, please like, share and subscribe to our podcast channel by searching for BNP Paribas Wealth on the podcast platform of your choice, such as Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Spotify or any other podcast provider. Until next time, goodbye.